This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What's going on? Caps fans, we've got a great episode for you this Thursday. Uh, we're actually live streaming on a Tuesday, so if you're catching us, you're welcome. Um, <clears throat> for you new listeners, thanks a lot for joining in. Thursdays are where we break down some things that we want to pontificate upon, and my segment is called the Hockey Troll Hip Check. I will be talking about Wayne Gretzky and how the great one slander just needs to stop Caps fans. It's it's not it's not hip. It's not that cool. Like chill the fuck out on that. And Polly, what's your segment going to be? People scoring lots of goals in a single game. All right. So real compelling, uh, you know, big brain shit coming your way. <laughs> As they would just like crack them open and get going. What do you What do you think, Polly? Yep. One, two, three. So, Cavs fans, we're going to cover this on Monday, but there has been quite a bit of league news. I mean, you know, we we, we covered Bruce Boudreaux um, has been hired by the Vancouver Canucks. Dude, he's already got, like, an incredible wealth of shit that's out there on the internet of him talking about how he almost died in his first practice. Uh, he drops an F-bomb in the presser as he's leaving. On a hot mic. Just, oh, fuck. (laughs) Just like the ultimate, like, dad noise, (laughs) but saying fuck. Dude, when I saw that, I fucking just started cracking up laughing. I couldn't stop for a solid five minutes. I mean, just classic babyface Bruce right there, man. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, uh, so glad to have him back in the league. In a head coach position, uh, I wish him luck, and it seems to have paid off a good bit, considering the Canucks won last night on Monday. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's the um, the refresher they need. Yeah, and not only did they win, they smoked the tits off uh, L.A. for nothing. Yeah. So maybe it is a good time to keep Oliver Ekman Larson on my fantasy lineup, but maybe not. We'll see. Uh, so, on top of that, though, the Canucks did clear house a good bit, and um, GM, assistant GM, I think everybody's kind of out. Um, and I do believe there's probably some more, but again, we'll get to that on Monday. Paul, do you have anything off the top of your head that you want to, that's kind of more recent that you want to talk about? Um, well, I just saw today that Robin Leonard is declining the invitation for Team Sweden yeah. due to uh, health reasons. Um, yeah, so mental health reasons, so. Oh, it, did he, did he yeah, so it was just, I think he came out with a statement that said that, like, it's just not the best for best best time for him. I didn't mean to, like, qualify that in a negative way, but, like, it wasn't like, he's not, like, physically injured and right. can't go. Yeah, I guess <clears throat> I I didn't read it all the way, and I thought... It was <clears throat> physical health because of COVID. I thought that's oh. I thought that's what it was, but I, you're probably right. Okay, I thought it was just that he didn't. I thought he. I thought I had read a statement on um, him, like he him saying that it's just, he's just not in a good place right now to, to be doing that. Um, 
but we'll note that on Monday's outline to dig deeper on that and give you all uh, a more solid answer. Uh, <clears throat> but I guess uh, I'm still I'm still vibing off of that Monday win. Yeah, that was good against the Ducks. It was an entertaining game. It was not a good game, I wouldn't say, by the Caps. You know. Uh, but how about that Ducks team, dude? They wheel, don't they? They do. They just come at you. Um, and they don't seem to back down from physical confrontation either. I mean, that's a classic Pacific West Coast uh, team right there. So um, I was watching – last night I couldn't sleep. I was watching the Sandbagger Invitational, the 10th one, and it was Zegris and Caulfield against, against uh, uh, Biz and Whitney. And – Zegers is just a cocky fuck. Cole Caulfield seems like a really like down to earth kid. Uh, I don't know. I have this like hatred for Tre- Trevor Zegers. I think it's just his face pisses me off. Well, hopefully he can change your mind with Team USA. I hope so. I do. I really do. Because uh, the di- the kid's talented. I won't take away from that. That's for sure. But God, what a cocky fuck he is. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. I mean, I'd probably be an incredible piece of shit if I was an NHL player at age 18, 19. Yeah, I'm sure you would be. <clears throat> oh, thanks, Paulie. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So, I think we should just dive right into my segment. Let's make it a quick one here tonight, huh? All right. This is the Hockey Troll Hip Check. All right, Caps fans, look, um, I'm just going to put it out there. He's the fucking great one for a reason. We got to stop the slander. Look, I understand that goalies in his era were coming into the third period, you know, 10 beers deep and half a pack of cigs in. All right, I get it. I concede the fact that it was much easier to score when it in regards to the goalies. But you could also two-hand a dude in the face and literally punch a guy as he's, as he's skating down uh, the boards. So <clears throat> as far as impeding play physically, it's a completely different game. You know, it's – I hate to put a basketball reference in here, but it's like Jordan in the Bulls versus LeBron today. Yeah. And we all know LeBron James is one of the biggest pussies on earth. Yeah. Uh, I think he's he's real soft, especially for how big he is. Yeah. And I mean, you know, show me a damn near 300-pound man that's like 100 feet tall getting carried off a fucking professional sport arena for cramps. And I will show you the biggest pussy in the world, whose name is LeBron James. <laughs> Look, basketball players are pussies anyways, but like this is just ridiculous. I mean, that that's that's the ultimate like what the fuck's going on, man. And, they weren't in the Jordan era, that's for sure. Yeah, and I mean that was like people were allowed to like kind of throw the bows around and, and get a little, you know, bump and grind in the paint there. I mean, you're going to the paint, you're either going to get a bucket or you're going to be on your ass. Yeah, and I guess 
you know, this is a really good comparison you're making here. Um, and I would say just to, uh, to hockey's benefit, um, at least even though the physical game has changed, unlike basketball, it is still factor. Yeah. Um, but it's still a good point that the guys who were playing in the 80s and the 90s had to deal with a whole different set of defense that the guys today don't have to. Right. So let's let's just go. I'll, I'll break this down a few different ways. And, and first, I think that we'd be remiss if we didn't cover the rules. And we've kind of touched on it here. Right. You could clutch and grab. You could really hold people. You could you could. The rule used to be within five feet of a loose puck, you were allowed to be absolutely cleaned out. So all loose all loose puck battles could result in literally someone getting killed. Uh, today's hockey fans, and you know, no offense to the young hockey fans out there, but I see a lot of young hockey fans complaining over some of the softest baby shit plays I've ever seen. Uh, and other sort of like, well, that should be interference and he should be suspended for that. And like, that's boarding and things like that. All of every single one of those in the nineties was 100% legal. Yeah. Hitting, plastering a guy in between the numbers. If he didn't fall over, it wasn't a penalty. You could plaster a guy between the numbers, uh, you know, open ice checks to the head. I mean, head contact wasn't even an emphasis until 2005. And even yeah. now it's not. And, I mean, people are up in arms about how it is now, right? Yeah. Just ask Paul Korea. Exactly. I mean, Paul Korea is an incredible example. Uh, watch that replay. He doesn't remember scoring that goal after being killed on the ice by Scott Stevens. If you look at – literally go to Google right now. Look up top ten hits in his NHL history. Scott Stevens has like four of them, and they're all dirty as fuck in today's standards. They're all to the head. They're all like chicken wing elbow straight to the head or shoulder straight to the head. Um, it didn't matter. I mean, as long as the only time that you were going to get called is if the principal pointed, if, if, if you extended your arm, basically. Yeah. Or, well, <clears throat> this is extending your arm, but if it was a cross check. Right. Like, I mean, like extending your arm yeah. at the elbow. Like, you could chicken yeah. wing out and yeah. just clip people in the head back yeah. in that time. And I mean, this is as recent as me playing high school hockey. You know, I'm dating myself here, but like, I graduated in 05. That was pre lockout. I mean, it was perfectly fair game to catch somebody in the, with your shoulder in the head in high school. Yeah. And I think even I saw some of that because as the NHL changes it, it takes time to filter. Right. I mean, they pilot all of this stuff at the youth level and just to see how it works, like in juniors. But when the NHL makes the when 2005 was different because it was such a um, quick shift in how the game was played. Yeah. Quick and immediate, uh, which was probably the biggest cat, the most uh, re- like quickly the game has changed in, in our lifetime. Now, another thing that we have to consider with that made Gretzky's job harder to score, you know, a lot of the plays that you see, that are great from Gretzky start on his own end of the ice, right? Um, that and like deep cycles. So like cycles where they've controlled the puck for a long period of time or, you know, but his rush plays where he's 
carving through the whole team, <clears throat> that all starts in his own end, like his side of the red line. And the reason for that is because there's a two-line pass rule. So, you know, let's harken back to 21 years ago. And don't know if some of you younger whippersnapper hockey fans uh, remember this, but you were not allowed to literally pass the puck past two lines. So if you were in your own zone, you had to skate the puck out to the blue line to make a pass in the neutral zone or and or you would have to pass to a guy who's on your side of the red line. You know, that's a that is a hard fought twenty feet to the next blue line. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine having to play hockey where you pick the puck up on the top of your circle and you see a guy who's open on the other side of the red line? And you can't make that pass? Right. Open behind the D. Yeah. Like, that is a big part of today's breakaways. Yeah, and today's game in general. There's always the threat of the stretch pass. Yeah. There literally was not a, such a thing as a stress, stretch pass pre-2005. Yeah. Like, just let that sink in. I know that's, you know, you want to pile on Gretzky, but he had to work from his own zone, from his own side of the red line, in he wasn't able to you know and he carried a lot of those pucks in i mean that's where his highlight goals come from same with lemieux you know i don't want to give any love to that dickhead but you know that is a huge rule change there's one of the biggest rule changes um of you know other than hey we're gonna cut down on killing each other other than that uh i think that as far as like the gameplay of hockey the two-line pass elimination was great for the game. I mean, look how much it has opened up the game. Yeah. Um, but, <clears throat> I mean, we're getting to the stage now where two-line passes are like the lore of yesteryear. And I think that people just need to realize that Gretzky thrived in that era. Yeah, I mean, that's, <clears throat> that's a really good point. And I think a lot of people can learn from hearing you say this because, like you said... A lot of people have never seen this. Right. It wasn't like Gretzky had a full head of steam and was able to just, like, catch a couple defensemen flat-footed, and that's what's getting him those goals. He literally had to start with the puck on his own end of the ice and skate it out when and, – and, you know, that's up to 30 feet of response time against athletes who, in this era, were – being drafted as monsters. You know, if you were a large defenseman, I mean, you were in. You know, if you could skate and were huge and could hit and fight, you were in. Uh, so, you know, you're basically going up against cavemen with a stick in their hand. And obviously, you could play the hands. I mean, look at the gloves, and we're going to get into the equipment in a second here, but look at the gloves that hockey players during Gretzky's time wore. They went all the way up to the elbow. That's not on accident, bro. Like, <laughs> they did that because you were getting two-handed on the hands every time you touched the puck, just enough to slow you down so that they could line you up with the body. And then this dude's weighing, like, you know, I mean, uh, average 250 was not uncommon uh, as a defenseman in the NHL during this time, I don't think. 220 was probably the norm. Yeah. Now, who's 250 in the league right now? Chara? Weber, yeah. a handful of guys. Yeah, I mean, not even Ovi, right? No, Ovi's 
probably around two thirty. Yeah. Um, Tom Wilson isn't two isn't two thirty. Uh, yeah, he's a solid two twenty, I would say. So just perspective there, and not only that, like they're huge and they're hooking you right. So they're probably like six two, six three, so Ovechkin's height, but just thick as fuck and able to hook. As long as their as long as their feet are moving, as long as they could keep their feet moving, and that was always like when I was growing up playing hockey, the entire emphasis around playing defense and, and playing hockey was keep your feet moving, keep your feet moving. You'll never get a call if your feet are moving, because you can hook and you can hang on. You can basically um, uh, water ski behind somebody as long as your feet were pumping, and you could do anything into the hands at that point. You know, you could can open or somebody, but if your feet were moving. You likely weren't weren't going to get a call against you. Yeah, I um, last year I was feeling really depressed when the uh, well depressed is a strong word for this situation, but I was <laughs> I was pretty down when the Avalanche got eliminated. Right. So I went back and watched their old Cup videos. Yeah, and I, I just, mean hooking around the waist, like I, yeah, I was watching these games and I was just like, oh my god, this how is Half of this game, not a penalty. You used to be able to hook guys. Okay, if you got beat on the outside, you used to be able to hook guys around the waist, slow them down, and then just drive your body into them. Like, basically reel them in, you know, pry them in, kind of like in lacrosse when you get somebody in a triangle and just drive them into the boards. That was completely legal. Um, And, you know, okay, make the argument today's NHL, whatever, whatever, but, uh, you know, Gretzky's stride and... Now we'll get into the equipment that he was using at that time was a lot different. Those gloves that he wore were basically like wood, like wearing wooden planks. Everything was a lot heavier. Okay. He didn't wear a face shield. He had basically the equivalent of like a plastic bag over his head for his helmet. And the pads themselves were just made of like cotton and hard plastic. Like nylon wasn't really even a thing. And then the biggest distinguishing factor for me is he literally had his own stick called the Gretzky. It was the Gretzky aluminum stick. You know, it was the one that he used. It didn't flex at all. That was the whole fucking point. It was a stick that you literally, you know, talk to any old head, old head hockey player. I guarantee they have an aluminum shaft sitting around because it will never break. You will never break that stick. Now imagine getting cross-checked by that fucking thing or slashed at with that thing. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> no. There's no give in that, dude. Um, so that thing doesn't really flex, and he's basically out there playing with a piece of metal and trying to, like, you know, shoot it past these goalies while retaining control. The sticks probably weighed two to three times more and were, feel-wise, night and day. I don't even think I could play with a wooden stick today because I've been on one pieces for so long. Yeah, I have one, and I haven't even bothered to tape it up. I bought it because it was like 20 bucks, and I was like, eh, I like having a wooden stick in my repertoire. But, yeah, I used one, mm, I think, early in college. I played with it in some senior league. Okay. No, I'd play roller with with a wooden stick. Yeah, yeah. And it is a big difference. I mean, the Sherwood feather lights were like 50 bucks. And, I mean, talk about a really nice piece of wood. 
I'll be honest. They were great sticks. And I remember that when I was a kid, that was the shit. Like, the Sherwood Featherlight. Fuck me. I mean, the Paul Coffey Curve, baby. Yeah. It was a banana. Um, and I mean, I just, you know, it, it's a piece of wood. It's literally a piece of wood. Now my stick weighs like 100 grams. And when I shoot it, it flexes in like the exact same point every single time. And the kick point's all low and like... I mean, a one-piece literally probably doubles my shot speed. My shot speed. So, you know. 20 miles an hour to, to 40. Yeah. I, <laughs> 20 is actually the word I was going to say. Or the number. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree. It, I, <clears throat> I think if I picked up a wooden stick and started shooting, it would be a noticeable drop. And that is something that should definitely be factored in when you talk about player skill. Yeah, and stick handling, man. Think about it. Yeah. I mean, you're just slower in general. So this is why, I mean, all of these contributing factors are why. Um, you know, put Gretzky in today's gear, and I mean, let's let's talk about the skates. He started when they were just leather. The, the boot was leather, just stiff leather. Now they're using fucking, like, carbon fiber, bulletproof graphite, uh, plastic, all sorts of things that that make this the skate boot three, four times more stiff and five, ten times more light, um, and heat moldable and all this shit, man. I mean, the the skates are like next level now compared to what what he started playing in. He used to have those those white Nikes that Fedorov had. You remember those? Yeah, yeah. Those things weighed like a hundred pounds, <laughs> and they were decent. Uh, skates, but there was like, I mean, they were heavy as hell. Um, so, you know, and again, okay, put him in today's gear and his prime. I think he's still going to be good. Now, we talked about size of defensemen. Gretzky was 185 pounds and six foot. That was a very small hockey player for that era. I mean, 185. Polly, you and I both weigh more than 185, and we play beer league. Uh, by a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I he he was basically the equivalent to Mart, uh, Martin Saint Louis in today's NHL. Yeah, I mean, he'd be small <clears throat> up until I'd say probably like 2011. Right. Oh yeah, and so. Let's just take a quick look at his quote-unquote unbreakable uh, records. Now, uh, 10 Art Ross trophies. That's the NHL's leading point scorer 10 times in his career. Uh, I'm not sure how many Ovechkin and Crosby have, but I think it's just a few. Uh, yeah. So 10. That's, that's a lot. Uh, most goals in a season, 92. That's 10 more goals than there are games. Wow. I, it's fucking madness. I mean, as much as we'd like to say Ovechkin could, could touch that, not, not a chance in hell. And again, all right, we'll, we'll adjust by era. That's fine. That's fine. We'll, we'll give that up and just say because the goalies were shit. Most assists in a season. 163. Hmm. That's fucking madness, man. I mean, 100 assists in a season would, would be, Bonkers in today's game. Yeah, that's just under 
two assists a game. Crazy. Like, the Oilers at this point were, like, blowing teams out, like, 10 to 1. Right? I mean, it's insane. Most professional goals in a career. So he's got 1,072 total goals. But obviously, 194 is what the regular season goal count is. Polly, you learned that the, the hard way. That career yeah. goals means regular season in this context. Yeah, because yeah. other sports tally up everything. Right, exactly. <clears throat> so even 894 is tough, but you add the playoffs in and he's over 1,000. Madness. Uh, most assists in a career. Okay, so if Gretzky never scored a single goal in his entire career, he would still have more points than the next highest guy, who is Yager. So he's had 1,963 assists. Um, second on the list of total points is Yager at 1,921. Yeah, I mean, that's just dominance. It, it's crazy. I mean, I almost 2,000 assists. I, I get the assists, and, you know, I, I harp on this, that, look, assists are always easier to get than goals. They, um, they you know, do whatever. I mean, they, there's two per goal given out at most. Um, you know, I mean, this is this article um, that is on that I'm reading from uh, by the THW archives. Um, The hockey writers are putting this one out, but they compare him to Hank Aaron. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and I mean, Hank Aaron had uh, 3,000 hits, but only 755 home runs, both incredibly ridiculous, but 3,000 hits is crazy. Um, You know... And, you know, if you took away all of his goals, he'd still have more points than the next goals and points combined uh, uh, person who's, who's Yager. Nuts. Hart Trophies, which is the um, uh, MVP, right? Uh, nine. Someone might get that. McDavid, you know, Crosby, they might get that. But... No, still, it's. I, I don't think it's even close. It's still not that close. Like that's who we're we're comparing it to, and no, maybe McDavid or, or would get that, but yeah. that's really only because he's on a shit fuck team. Yeah, you know, uh, during this time when when Gretzky was in his prime, he was winning cup after cup after cup with Edmonton. So let's keep that let's keep that in in perspective. Um, most career points again. 2008, almost 3,000 points. 2,857 points. That's just stupid. Dude, he had like 200 goal, 200 point seasons. And in 82, he more than had, he had more than two points a game in some seasons. Let that sink in. Like, I get it. Okay. I get that the fucking players were less skilled, had bet worse equipment, and the goalies sucked. Like, we've already covered this. But that, that just, the, uh, Pure numbers game here is off the charts. Okay. Uh, three consecutive, speaking of seasons, three consecutive 200 point seasons. What the fuck? Dude's insane. And 
like most stars, especially in the 80s and 90s, he had a very strong start, middle career, peak career, and then he fell off pretty pretty good there when he retired with the Rangers, but he was still the great one, right? Still a very long career. Um, crazy, okay? Here's another absolute maddening stat. 51-game point streak. What's a point? What's a good point streak in today's NHL? I think people usually start getting excited when you're up to like 15, and I think the longest, 15 is like a lot. That's yeah, like when you're like, holy fuck. The longest one I can remember is I think Patrick Kane mm-hmm. was in the 20s. Yeah, that was like the big deal that I can remember. And okay, fine. I'll give it to you. You're going to say that the NHL is two times better than it was. Okay, fine. But still, the fact that he did it, you know, and didn't just sit and say, you know, it's era-adjusted clutching my pearls, right? Even though I probably sound like I'm the one clutching my old man pearls right now. Um, it, that's crazy. 51, I mean, that's the majority of a season he had a point mm-hmm. consecutively. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the number one most unbreakable record, 50 goals in 39 games. Not even the halfway point of the season, he has 50 goals. Yeah, what were <clears throat> what were they excited about Austin Matthews? Was it because he scored 50 goals in 50 games? Something like that, yeah. Like, that just goes to show how amazing it was. I mean, 50 goals in 39 games. Think about yourself playing, you know, this is you know, to the listeners. Right. Think about yourself playing beer league. Right. You play 39 games, and unless you're being a ringer dropping down, are you scoring 50 goals in 39 games? I couldn't score 50 goals in 39 games playing against 10-year-olds. Yeah. So, uh, you know, unless you're some stud or at least one of those try-hard fuckheads uh, in beer league, then you're not doing it either. I, I um, Even if you're a ringer, you're not doing it. He... It, okay, so that's just his career. And then let's let's just put some respect on Gretzky's name. He was part of a earth-shattering trade of like t- 10 players from the LA Kings to Edmonton plus a bag of money. I think I think in that time they were like, "Oh yeah, and we'll give you like a million dollars or something crazy like that." It was like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And Gretzky goes to L.A. And look at what that move has done for hockey. Just in the history of the game, spreading it. Um, I just got done with Ken Dryden's book, and he was talking about how uh, the reason that the NHL suffers so much is because it's way too hyper-regionalized, right? Well, Gretzky moving, the greatest player in his prime years, moving to a relatively underdeveloped, no, a severely underdeveloped in relation to Edmonton and to the East Coast and to the North hockey market was like a nuclear bomb being set off, a nuclear hockey bomb being set off in California. And now there's three teams in California. Yeah, kids who grew up in California make it to the NHL. Fucking mind-blowing, right? Yeah. So even if you're going to take... Gretzky's on-ice accomplishments completely away. Put some fucking respect on this guy's name for being a pioneer in the sport. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, he should have uh, a second Hall of Fame induction as a builder. Just really? For, just for playing in L.A. I mean, creating such a buzz around um, the West Coast, who's a, you know, it's a sports-hungry market. And saying that wow, the best hockey players coming to LA, wild, right? Um, <clears throat> so, look, I mean, there's so many impactful things that Gretzky did, and if you want to discount his career and his goal scoring prowess, that's fine. And you know, I'm sure a lot of people are doing it ironically, but if you really truly think that Gretzky was going to be a fucking bum in today's league. I don't think that that's the case. Um, I think that, you know, 18-year-old Gretzky, who, by the way, had to wait five years to, to win a cup with Edmonton, um, you know, I think that he would still be a top player in today's league. And, you know, factor in every condition that top players in today get. You know, it wouldn't be string being Gretzky. He'd still be a slender guy. Yeah. But, you know, looking at Trevor Zegris, <laughs> that guy's a little string bean as well. He would he would probably be an elite player that is undersized um, and who I'm sure that the criticism for him would be he needs to bulk up. But then when they saw him on the ice, you know, being a true master of the craft, uh, I think all that criticism would quickly melt away. Yeah, I mean, I think at the very least he would be a Kuznetsov, a Crosby, a Kane, yeah. One of those type of guys. Right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. So, put some respect on the great one's name, motherfuckers. Absolutely. You know what else needs some respect? Tell me. DraftKings. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sports, we're an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. That's promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, or New Jersey, and in a PA or only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER and thank us later. Thank us later. All right. Well, you know what? Like I said, I, I just hope it, just sheer numbers and the amount of points doesn't matter what era you played in. If it had been done before, if I mean, you know, if it were able to be done when the forward pass in the 1900s, early 1900s wasn't a thing, it would have been done. If it had been able to be done in the 70s, it would have been done. Yeah. You know, if it were able to be done as Gretzky's contemporary when he played, it would have been done. It just hasn't. Not only did it not get done, he revolutionized the game in so many ways off the ice, but also like just piled on these fucking points. I mean, you talk about these 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 once in a lifetime, once in a history of the, of the sport players, and he really was that. So okay, maybe he didn't 
maybe maybe there was a book out on him eventually, but he still had a really long career. So I I, I just I can't get on the Gretzky hate train. Okay, yeah. Did could was it easier to score in that era? Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah, but to get there was hard. But to, yeah, to actually do that, right? I mean, you can you can sit there and postulate all you want, but until the rubber meets the roads, you either nut up or shut up. Yep. All right, Polly. Well, I'm a little hungry after that that rant. All right, I got it for you. Snack time, Polly Cupcakes. <laughs> Is an Ovech trick possible? Do you remember those old Verizon commercials? Where they yeah, had I had the shirt. The I Ovechkin. bought it from Russian Machine Never Breaks. Yeah, so Ovechkin in those commercials. Well, before I talk about Ovechkin. They had a Flyers commercial where they went 82-0. Their beards were all the way down to their chest because they weren't shaving because they were winning. And then the other one they did was the Ovechtrick. He scored nine goals in the game. Right. And maybe if you were Wayne Gretzky, it would be possible. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and you know, even Wayne Gretzky didn't get that high. So, you know, Ovi's most he's ever had in a game Mm -hmm. is four. And he's done that four times. Wow. Um, it's still ridiculous. It is. Um, and, you know, that's happened so far this season four times. Uh, it was done by Tyler Bertuzzi. Before I had him on Fantasy. Yeah, when he was on my team. Patrice Bergeron, Brock Nelson, and Philip Forsberg. Uh, okay. Um, so... Uh, you know, it, that kind of seems, aside from Zabanajad, was it two years ago? Um, yeah, I had five against the yeah, Caps. Aside from his five, it really seems like today four is kind of the ceiling. That, you know, Hattrick is kind of the, you know, the the ultimate accomplishment in hockey still on a on a single-game basis, and then if you can get past it, four really seems to be the limit. Yeah, I mean, let's let's just be honest. If there's a reason that grown men are going to throw articles of clothing at you, it's got to be an accomplishment, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, so the most goals ever scored in a single game was seven. Okay, who did that? Joe Malone. Wow. On January 30th. 1920, playing for the Quebec Bulldogs. 1920. Fuck. They had just instituted the forward pass or or something, right? Yeah, so I guess, you know, to answer the initial question, I do not think Novich trick is possible. As much as that would be amazing because he's on his goal chase and carving out nine in one game would just be so productive and iconic. Um in addition to his seven, seven dudes have scored six times, and 50 have scored five. Uh, but Only 50 in the history of the NHL. Yeah. Well, and Mika Zibinijad's one. 50 times. 
Oh, 50 times. Not 50 different people, because uh, Gretzky was on the list a couple times. Okay. that's So less than 50 people have ever scored five goals in one game. Yeah. Crazy. Um, and because of Benajad is the most recent, and that probably hasn't been done in a long time. Uh, probably yeah, like well, the 60s or something. I don't, know if, I don't even know. Well, um, no, uh, Lemieux did it. He had five. Uh, that's right. In the 90s. Yeah. yeah. He, I think he scored, like, every way possible or something. Shorthanded, mm-hmm. power play, even strength, empty net. Jesus. On his ass, backhand, forehand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, and, you know, I just, as Ovechkin continues to be amazing, Yeah. do you think – Four is his ceiling, or do you think he could carve out one of these fibers? Well, considering I nut like the hardest I've ever nutted whenever he just scores one and then just like black out when he has three, if he scores, if he scored in a Vetch trick, think about this. What would, what would, what would Cap's Twitter do? Break. It would, <laughs> it would create, it would literally be the end of times. The ridiculous sexual energy. Yeah. On Cap's Twitter for nine goals would create a black hole and the earth would be sucked into it sexually. I think we'd see a lot of body parts on Twitter. <laughs> People would be so caught up, their yeah. their enthusiasm would lead to lust. Body parts that you don't want to see. Yeah. You know, shout out Noah. We don't want to yeah. even know. <laughs> and, you know, the Pizza Here boys. Uh, yeah, I don't even know. And, I mean, shit that you would be looking at and thinking... Am I on a list now? Yeah. <laughs> well, Twitter, <laughs> as long as you're 18, I think, you know, you can post anything. Yeah. Per that one ridiculous video I sent you. <laughs> Dude, never again. Yeah. I don't even... Yeah, we won't talk about it. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> what was that account again? <laughs> uh, I forget, but we can For find research it. purposes? I'm just... To, to, so that I know never to go back. It's something Just, house. No, that. okay, that's enough. Let, <laughs> we, all right, all right. <laughs> so, do you think Ovi has another four, possibly a five-goal game in him? I mean, dude, this season is just uncharted territory, right? I mean, who would have thought he would have had... He's got 40 points, 20 goals, 20 assists. He has more assists than he has in the past two seasons combined. He's generally like a max 30, 30, 35 assist guy scoring like 40. I mean, he, there's a large discrepancy yeah. between his goals and his assists. And right now he's completely even. In the past, he's been even. But it's like after the first, you know, 30 games, he's got 10 goals, 10 assists, maybe. And then just goes off for goals. I mean, I want to see five. That would be awesome. I'd love to see him get a, a a dual hat trick. Yeah, that'd be nice. I think that I think that if I think it's possible, and you know, you would think like, oh, he's going to do it against Ottawa, or he's going to do it against like some shit bum team, the Habs, maybe. Uh, Sands carry a price, but at the same time, you got to think like, no, it's Ovechkin. He's going to do it against like the Penguins, and then I'm just going to have a fucking field day on Twitter. That'd and be beautiful. I mean, you wouldn't be able to stop me. 
It, no one could. It would be. It would be. You'd be super Saiyan or Saiyan. Saiyan. Yeah. Yeah. I was just gonna say I'd go super Saiyan, yeah. and uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> super Saiyan God mode. Um, that's that's where I got tripped up. There. Yeah. <laughs> um, I. But realistically, in today's NHL, you know. Gretzky would have never scored five. But uh, in today's NHL, I, I don't know. I don't think... The teams are just too fucking good, man. I mean, we haven't really been on this train for a long time. But the NHL is, bar none, the most competitive league in the world. Um, I'm, I'll just say it. you know, I, And that's probably a lot of ignorance on my part. In the sense of like soccer, because I don't know, there's so many different leagues and what is the most competitive league or whatever. But as far as like being a major, it's it's far and away the most competitive major league sport in America. Yeah, I, I would say that. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, and I would, uh, but so I don't, I don't know. Um, man, five goals. I think... If anybody's going to do it, it's him, right? Yeah. Or Zabanejo. <laughs> yeah, or Zinni. Right? I think for Ovechkin to, to get five in a game, it would have to be a competitive game where he scores four goals and then gets an, an empty netter. Yeah. If right. it is five, yeah. It would have to be a close enough game that he's going to get an empty net. Right. How dare you discredit our king? I'm not discrediting him. <laughs> Just being logical. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it's uh I mean, I just I just want to say, yeah, like he's gonna do it this season. I would love it. You know, fuck, he's gonna do it this season. Alright. That would really help cut down the was he sixteen behind Yager right now? Yeah. Huh? So doing one game. <laughs> Here's the thing. You see that you see um, five goals from Ove- from Ovechkin. You know he's not going to score for the next ten games. Yeah, true. Right? Like you're just like fuck. I feel like it. I, I don't know. It'd be insane if he kept going, but yeah, I'd be happy with a couple more back to back hat tricks. Like he's like, what did he have? Yeah. Was it, it was first two games like a couple years ago? Yeah, pre COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I think he had like three hat tricks that season. Yeah, yeah. So that would be the best thing to, I guess, hope for. Yeah. I don't know. Five hat tricks before the All Star break. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> That'd be cool. Two in one game. Yeah. He's got what one hat trick this season? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. I Well, let me let me pitch to you this way. If it's not Ovechkin, who else, who who is the second and third candidate? I mean, I've got to say McDavid and Drysidle, right? Yeah. Are you yeah. Yeah. Or maybe um Troy Terry. Yeah, Troy Terry. Maybe Rantanen. Yeah. Getting those McKinnon feeds. So that's that Rantanen's a guy that um it's feast or famine famine for him. When he gets hot, he's unstoppable. But when he shits, he's invisible. Yeah. And you run that risk just by having a guy who can score in piles that way, right? 
Uh, I'm sure coaches are probably trying to get consistency in that guy's game, but, uh, you know, just from being, just in my experience with hockey, sometimes it just doesn't fucking happen that way, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. All right. A little mental masturbation there for you. Did you want to show all of the uh, people who are in the stream your new tattoo? Sure. Shout out Chad Fullerton. Uh, it's a solid, solid tat. Oh, he's getting up to the screen. See you there. Good? Yeah. So why don't you describe what so, this tat is? All right. So Caps fans, um, for you who are tuning in via our native Plat our native medium, which is the podcast. Mm-hmm. Paulie got a new tattoo, and he's gonna tell you about it. Yeah, so uh, it's a leprechaun riding a unicorn. Now wait, <laughs> hold on, I got Cap fans. Are you laughing yet? Because <laughs> <laughs> does that not sound like the fruitiest tattoo ever? <laughs> like, <laughs> listen, it is not Lucky Charms riding My Little Pony. <laughs> Like um, Disney. Just think about Disney, and that's what's on his arm. He walked into the tattoo shop, and he's like, Hey, boys, I'd like a, <laughs> I'd like a leprechaun riding a unicorn. <laughs> so it's also the leprechaun's holding Excalibur and a shield that okay. has my family crest on it. And so basically it's just an ode to my heritage and their mythology. So the Excalibur is English- the leprechaun is Irish, and the unicorn is Scottish, which to this day is still the national animal. Of of Scotland. Yep. Yeah. A fake a fake animal. Yeah. For a questionably fake country. I'll be posting it on my... <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there. when it comes to Scotland, there is a lot... I guess some debate there, huh? Yeah. Um, another another failed referendum. Right. Well, listen. Uh, here at Capstrip, we we acknowledge the sanctity of Scotland as a country. So yeah, we do absolutely. <laughs> um, I was forced to. If you're just listening and aren't watching, um, I'll probably be posting it on my Instagram. Yeah. So it it does not look as. Um, Soft as it sounds, it actually looks. It's pretty hard looking, uh, and I think uh, Chad did a really good job. Yeah, he did. Um, so I'm impressed with it, and I should be because I like pushed you really hard to go with Chad. He was your recommendation, so yeah. you know the onus was on you. But also, you're taking a recommendation from a guy who has absolutely zero tattoos. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Real, real calculated on my part. <laughs> Hey, no. you know L- what? Luckily, I did a little research myself and saw his good work. Right. In addition to your recommendation. Exactly, and you, you know, you don't put a you don't put a decal on a Ferrari, my guy. Well, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm a Hummer, trucking through the mud. So <laughs> slap that slap that magnet on there, baby. <laughs> we got a fan of your ponytail. Oh yeah. Who is it? Let me guess. Oh, yeah. Speaking of po- uh, thanks, Kayla. Speaking of speaking of ponies, nice ponytail. Yeah, I'm I'm rocking the ponytail today. Um, I finally took a shower. You know, working from home, man. Just don't take showers, bro. Yeah. Save the water. Yeah. Just 
marinate also, in your own funk. Yeah, I find myself only brushing my teeth before bed. Okay, that's dirt ball. You're a dirt ball for that. That's fucking disgusting. Probably. <laughs> uh, how dare you well, cross got, that line? I've gotten a little better since my wife started working from home as well. Yeah, man, you gotta brush your teeth in the morning, dude. How do you get that shit uh, that shit taste out of your mouth? I eat. That does do that. You're right. And then you probably like chase it with some coffee. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's it, what I do. It would have just yeah. negated it anyway. Oh, dude, here's what I do. I fucking wake up a half hour before my um my meeting, my daily meeting, and I brush my teeth, and then ten minutes later, I'm I'm chugging coffee. And then I sit down for my meeting, like, half awake. So, so I mean... But it's not about that. It's about, like, getting all of your... All of the germs out that were marinating there throughout the night. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. You sh- Don't be a dirtbag, Polly. Yeah. I mean, it's bad enough I already put it out there. <laughs> yeah, for the world. For all thir- three of our, fa- our, our listeners to hear... Yeah, I'll definitely be changing my habits just out of shame. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I think this is a good epi. Um, thanks for tuning in to us, Caps fans, to listen to us kind of rant and rave about uh, nonsensical things. Uh, you'll be able to listen to this almost every Thursday until, unless we have uh, interviews. Generally, we'll have an interview. Um, if you've made it this far into the episode, again, thanks a lot. Uh, if you would rate our podcast wherever you're listening, five stars only. Five stars only. And until Monday, Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Bye. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at HockeyPodNet on social, and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out. Oh, we're not friends anymore.